Hi ladies, are you ready for this week's podcast? I hope so. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be juicy. This is a juicy one. Okay, grab your books. If you have your books, if you don't have books, don't worry about it. Just follow along. If you would like a copy of the book, they're available on my website at terrytemple.org. And you can also find copies on Amazon. The ebook is on Amazon. So also uh, the study guide with the questions after each lesson. That's They are also available on my website. So anyway, I just want to let you know the options if you want a copy of the book. It's a great book. One of my favorite books. I, of course, as many of you know, I've printed quite a few books. And this is one of my favorites. It's my first study guide. My Golly Woman's Guide to Inner and, Inner and Outer Beauty. My book, Inner and Outer Beauty, has questions in the back as well. But this one, I like this one because it's a more. This is uh, just mainly spiritual and working on our spirituality as Christians and godly women. So I really like this book, and I wish I had published a book like this a long time ago, but I didn't. It's the first one uh, that I published like this. So it's not like my book, 31 Days to a New You in Christ. That one is, that book is, is also one of my favorite books, but it really is about committing your life to God. So it will help you. If you have a hard time committing or devoting your life to God, uh, that book will help you do that. It will help you stick with uh, with God and Jesus and being a faithful Christian. And this is really just hands-on of how to get your life right with God and close to God. And just so God can start doing amazing things in your life. Exceedingly amazing things. So we are in week 34. How's your vision? If you, any of you have any prayer requests or like free Bible-based counseling, which I provide as a service through my nonprofit ministry, don't hesitate to let me know. You can email me at terrytemple7 at gmail.com or text me at 702-785-1884. Please leave your name and, uh, that's what you would, you know, just leave your name and everything. Let me know. So when I contact you, uh, so I could contact you, make it easier to contact you. If you text me, just make sure you include your name. Okay, ladies, we're on page 129 of spiritual devotion and inspiration for women. 52 weeks of faith, hope, prayers, and guidance. And we're almost done. Well, we're not almost, almost done, but we're halfway through the book, more than halfway on week 34. Let's go. Let's get started. Having vision is great, but having a God-given vision, insight, perception is better. This is due to the fact that vision from God is vital to our faith as Christians and godly women. If we do not have a vision for our lives from God, it can allow the devil to have a field day with our convictions. For instance, I remember over a decade ago, not long before I began my women's ministry, God revealed to me his plan for my life. I was ecstatic about it and began to share it with my husband because he was a part of it. 
However, a few months later, Satan began to attack me and try to dismantle the vision God had given me. My health began to wane, and my marriage was for the most my marriage was for the worst instead of the better. This led me to begin to question my faith, not in God's existence, but in his plan for my life and the vision he had given me. Due to my faith dwindling, my life began to be filled with anxiety and fear. Needless to say, it was not good for me, my health, or my family. <clears throat> this kind of reminds me of the vision God gave to Abraham and to Sarah. Because they doubted God's revelation to them, they became anxious and impatient, and they almost foiled God's plan for their lives. Though they did not thwart it through their disobedience, they created some sour consequences for themselves. This happened when they took matters into their own hands and brought Hagar, their maid, into the picture. Please read their story in Genesis chapters 12 through 21. Well, something similar can happen to us when we begin to doubt or do not know God's plan for our lives. Our faith begins to dwindle. We may become unstable in our walk with God, become unfruitful, and may even ponder leaving the church. It can also leave us depressed and even spiritually bankrupt. For example, there have been times I have gotten on hard times financially, spiritually, and physically, and was in danger of believing all was lost. Yet knowing God's plan for my life and visualizing it has kept me spiritually strong and faithful to Him. It has stopped me from being depressed and stressed out and has led me to a stable, fruitful life. Today, when the devil comes knocking on my door, trying to make me afraid that this or that tragedy will happen, I know in my heart it won't because God's will for my life and for my family hasn't yet been fulfilled. I am therefore able to go to bed each night and sleep like a baby instead of being consumed with worry or consumed by worry and fear. I am highly aware that some believe God does not have a plan for our lives as individuals because we are free moral agents. Yet predestination does not cancel out free choice. God simply changes our hearts through his word to seek and to desire to do his will. Some also teach that God doesn't care what we do with our lives today as he did over 2,000 years ago and that he only has plans for the Israelites and the nation of Israel. But that also is a misunderstanding. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. 
His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. There, take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which have ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew twenty five twenty three through 30 King James Version <clears throat> Sometimes it makes me sad as a devout Christian when I see church members make plans for their future and even for their children to become doctors and lawyers or an Olympian, on and on. And in general, there is nothing wrong in doing so. God wastes nothing and can use, it, use us in that as well. Yet when it comes to the kingdom of God, many Christians have no plans, at least not big ones, such as going into ministry. But the Apostle Paul instructs us to focus on the greater gifts. This includes preaching and teaching in the church because it too is a part of God's plan for our lives. So as with any good parent, God loves you and he has a plan for your life in and out of the church. He will reveal it to you if he already has it. If you believe God doesn't have a plan for your life, then you may need to draw closer in your relationship with him and he will make it known unto you. As a new convert and many years thereafter, I also did not know nor expect God to have a plan for my life and I was taught otherwise. But God has great plans for all of his children. What are some of God's plans for our lives as Christians and godly women, someone may ask? Today, God's plans for our lives are based upon the Bible, particularly in the New Testament. They may include using our professional skills and talents as a missionary to another country, adopting children and raising them in the church, becoming a Bible class teacher, working in a shelter, marrying a preacher, a deacon, or elder, and helping him plant a church in a much-needed area, on and on. Focus Scripture We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Proverbs 16.9 I also wrote a poem. It's the bottom of page 131. God has great plans for your life by Terry Temple. Your parents may not have had a plan for your life, but God does. Your friends may not have had a plan for your life, but God does. Your family may not have had a plan for your life, but God does. Your spouse may not have had a plan for your life, but God does. Your boss may not have had a plan for your life, but God does. God had a plan for Peter, Paul, and Priscilla, and God has a plan for you. Glory to the Most High God who has not forgotten about you. Hallelujah. Amen. Prayer. Heavenly Father, holy is thy name. Lord, I want to please you and you only. Please help me to discover the gifts and talents you have given me and your good and perfect plan for my life. Thank you, Father, for blessing me, listening to me, and for answering this prayer. I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Closing. 
Ladies, when we know God's plans for our lives, our lives are more fulfilling, richly blessed, and spiritually rewarding. The main key to envisioning it is to stay focused on your relationship with God and to primarily seek to please Him no matter the cost. If you do not know your God-given gifts and talents or God's plan for your life, I encourage, I mean, I urge you to seek it. One of my resources to help you to discover it is my CD, Discover Your God-Given Gifts, Talents, and Purpose. For more on this topic, I sincerely encourage you to watch my lesson on my YouTube channel titled, Why We Need to Know God's Will for Our Lives and God Has a Great Plan for Your Life. So there you have it, ladies. Week 34, How's Your Vision? And so that's what we want to be focused on in our lives as Christians and godly women is is God's vision for our lives, God's plan for our lives, because God has a plan for all our lives. Someone just, uh, a young lady just posted in my group, Godly Women, that uh, she was, I guess, depressed and, and depressed and doubtful about life and God having a plan for her life and she just did not know what to do with her life or whatever and she was very stressed and depressed and and uh and I was just telling her you know right now during this pandemic you know it's not the time to try to figure out your worth because she was saying that something about uh to the fact that she was feeling worthless and when we know God's plan for our lives we're not going to feel worthless it gives us purpose God's plan for our lives as Christians gives us purpose in our life. And those purposes are revealed to us when we study the word of God daily and apply it to our lives. God's purpose will be revealed into our lives. And when we stay in prayer and communication with God, just generally speaking, I'm speaking in general. And so, yeah, with this pandemic that we're facing around, you know, this pandemic, which is a worldwide uh, health crisis. It could be a good time to focus on God's plan for your lives. Might be the great time. Might be the perfect time. It is a good time to reevaluate our lives if we've gotten off track. The Bible does tell us to examine our faith, to make sure we are in the faith, to make sure that means to, we want to make sure that we are following the path God has for us as Christians. That's what it means. And so now's a good time to do that for us to know God's plan for our lives. Right now it's a good time to focus on that because that's what we have. If we have nothing now, we have time on our hand. I know a lot of more people are going out now and doing things, but it's still we still have more time to stay at home because a lot of things are still uh closed down or shut down. And it's not a bad thing. As a Christian, it's a good thing because God turns everything into our favor. And so no matter what happens in this world as Christians and godly women, it could be a bonus. It could be a blessing. It could be a blessing and it will be as long as we, excuse me, stay focused on God and Jesus and seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. According to Matthew 6.33, we always want to do that. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And the word says, all these things will be added unto you. And so that's just basically just saying in general that that no matter what happens in our life, God's going to provide for us and take care of us. 
as long as we're on this earth, God's going to provide and take care of us. And he also is going to protect us until it's our time to go to heaven. God's going to protect us. It doesn't mean that we go out or we should go out and take our safety or our health for granted. We never want to do that because the uh, word of God, God tells us to take care of our bodies, which is his temple. So we want to uh, always make sure that we do that, that we always take care of. Of, of our bodies which is God's temple we always want to do that and so yeah ladies so how's how's your vision just think about that that's a good question to ask yourself how's your vision as it pertains to the word of God and God's plan for your life and so I encourage you if you don't know God's will God's plan for your life as an individual Christian I encourage you to seek it out to go to God in prayer and ask him to help you to discover, you know, what he wants you to do in your life in in general on the bigger scope, the bigger picture. God calls us to be like Jesus. Romans 8 29. God wants us to be like Jesus. That's the bigger picture in general. If you don't know the details of what God wants you to do with your life, then the bigger picture is God wants us all. He calls Christians. He calls us to be like Jesus. Once we've obeyed the gospel of Christ, he calls us to be like Jesus and to do the things Jesus did. And Jesus was very loving, forgiving. He was kind, compassionate. He cared about people. He helped people. He did not have this attitude to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which sadly a lot of people uh, uh, attest to or live by. You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I pull myself up. I help myself. You help yourself. And this, this what's going on today is this uh, mentality of it's the survival of the fittest. If you don't survive, then too bad because, you know, well, then it's not my problem. That's kind of what's going on a lot in the world today with this pandemic. And it's really sad. And a lot of the people who are saying that they profess to be Christians, and they're telling other people, oh, well, you know, you, you just got to get yourself together. And, uh, you know, I got myself together and whoever dies, dies. And really, wow, it's just sad that that people, you know, perceive things that way. That And it's very negative. And if nothing else is definitely not Christ-like. Jesus helped people, even those who didn't deserve it. And in general, none of us deserve any of God's goodness or mercy or grace in our lives. That's why it's called grace and mercy, because none of us deserve it. But thank God he loved us for God so loved the world. John 3, 16. That's great that he loved us because none of us deserve God's love. Only to the point that because God created us, we're his creations. That's it. But as far as our lives, us living, we've all fallen. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We have all sinned at least once in our lives. We have all sinned. And so we none of us deserve to be blessed or to be alive. And so we should have that same attitude, that humble. Jesus was humble. He was very meek and humble. And that should be our attitude in this world today we should be meek and humble and so that's what God wants he wants us to be like Jesus caring and compassionate and not saying oh well that's what you get or some you know that negative type of attitude 
And that type of attitude is very contagious in, in the world we live in today. And that's not good. That's not a good way to be. It's not a good way to be. And I know most of you know that. I know I have the women who follow my women's ministry are some beautiful women. I know. I know most of you. I have chatted with you and, and you've uh, uh, have messaged me on Facebook and emailed me and been on some of my teleconferences and everything. So I know I know most of the women, you're very compassionate and I'm grateful to have some compassionate, God-fearing women uh, to know I'm blessed to know you all. I'm blessed to know these God-fearing women. So... Anyway, ladies, so yeah, God's vision, focus on that, especially now during this pandemic. And if you don't know it, God will bless it. He will reveal it to you. So if you have any questions or comments about this study today or anything, if you have any prayer requests, anything, please don't hesitate to let me know. My ministry is a labor of love. I love praying for you all. I love providing free Bible-based counseling. I love doing that. It's not free per se, but it's a free service. It's free to you. It's gratis. It's free service that I provide basically because I love God and Jesus and I'm going to live for God and Jesus the remainder of my life. I may stumble. I may fall, but I always trust God to help me up and he always do. And I always confess my sins to God and those I've sinned against and I always uh, ask God to, to help me to uh, be holy, humble, and hopeful. I won't be all three. And this pandemic is hard for a lot of people. And so if you need prayers or anything, don't hesitate to let me know. And I always look forward to hearing from you through email or whatever. Don't hesitate to contact me. So thank you ladies again for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast and please stay with me the remainder of the book. Like I said, we're more than halfway through the book. I think the last lesson is going to be, I think, in September. I think that that's around the 52 weeks. I think the beginning of September. So it's not too far away, but I just hope you are enjoying this lesson and listening to the podcast. And I really do encourage you to get the book. I'm not saying it's to make money because to be honest, my ministry, it truly is a nonprofit. And below that, my ministry doesn't even break even. My bills, I don't even break even, so I'm below nonprofit. So I'm asking you to get this book for your benefit because I think it can really bless your life. So you can find all my information on my website at terrytemple.org. Like I said, when I first started this ministry about 10 years ago, that I don't care if I ever profited from it. It didn't matter because that's not what it's about. It's about me serving God and, and letting my light shine and fulfilling my Christian duty. That's what it's about, me serving and helping people. That's what my, that's what this ministry is about, and that's what ministry means. Ministry means service. And so that's why I'm providing a free service through my ministry. That's what it's about, and that's what it's always going to be about. It's not about selling books or, not, or being famous, because really none of that matters to me. I have everything I need. God has blessed me more than I deserve. If I die today, God... Even if I didn't die today, God don't need to do anything else for me. He's done enough for my life. I have no reason to to truly complain about anything or to be upset because God has done amazing things in my life. I personally, I don't even deserve to be alive. 
I know in general, none of us do, as I said earlier, but just speaking personally for myself, I know, I know that God has just, he called me and chose me and he's using me for his glory. And he has done some extremely amazing things in my life that I don't deserve. Many people have lived a far better life than I have because of the way I was raised, born into poverty and abused and bullied while growing up. Some terrible things happened to my life, in my life, that most people would not have survived. They would have taken their own lives if 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 no one else had taken them f- from them. And so I'm just grateful. And so I want to just live a life of thanks and a life of love. I am indebted to God and Jesus. And so God doesn't have to do anything else for me. But he does. He blesses me so much all the time. And so it's just a labor of love. I'm grateful. And this is a privilege just to be able to share a portion of God's word and to encourage Christians and godly women around the world into a closer relationship with God. That's my mission, to encourage you all to seek and serve God with all your heart. According to Jeremiah 29, 13 and Titus chapter 2 verses 3 through 5 that's the mission of my ministry is to encourage you all to seek and serve God wholeheartedly in the hopes that he will bless you with a close intimate relationship with him and that you will seek the truth completely and so that heaven can be your home and it will be when we constantly and consistently seek God every day with all our hearts I don't care where you are in life and you never give up heaven will be your home Heaven will be your home because everything you need to know and do in your life, God will reveal it to you. And he does it to all of us when we seek and serve him wholeheartedly. That's why it's so important to seek and serve God wholeheartedly. And God always rewards those of us who diligently seek him. According to Hebrews 11, 6, God rewards those who diligently, diligently, earnestly with all their hearts seek him and that's my prayer and that's my hope for you and that's my prayer and hope for myself every day that's what I strive to do to seek and serve God wholeheartedly and to live a life pleasing and acceptable in his sight and I pray the same for you all pray the same for you all so yes this is the labor of love for me and it always will be and I don't want I don't need anything financial from this at all I don't need anything financial from this. Just being able to serve God is a privilege and an honor. And for that, I'm grateful. And I will live forever eternally grateful to God and Jesus. And I pray the same for us all. I love you, ladies. Thank you again for listening. May God, our Holy Father in heaven, continue to bless you so that you may always, always, always be a blessing wherever you go. Chat with you later. Bye-bye.